What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Lady J, host of For My Brown Girls podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to educate, uplift, support, and empower Black women who, like myself, struggle with anxiety and depression. All right, y'all, let's dig into this week's episode. But first, a word from a sponsor. Hey, Brown Girls, if you hadn't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. One, it's free. Two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And lastly, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All you need to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey y'all. So in this episode, I wanted to share with you what it's been like for me, my anxiety and depression during this whole pandemic and self-isolation. So I guess you could say it all started for us because I live in Pennsylvania. So on March 12th, that was a Thursday, the governor pretty much shut the schools down and shut all like non-essential businesses, right? So I guess you could say about two, three weeks after that, for me, it was so hard mentally and physically. So like the intro says, let's, let's dig into this episode. So I had a a lot of anxiety um, towards the end of March, right? So I take medication specifically for depression, and it also helps stabilize my mood, but I don't necessarily take medication for anxiety, but I have it, but I, I, I don't use it because I pretty much have my anxiety under control. But after that, whole frenzy I started taking um my anxiety medication um like once sometimes twice a day depending on how bad my anxiety was and and there were days where it was just horrible so I was really frustrated because before all of this happened I was in a really good place mentally right You know, I was making plans for the future because for the first time in a long time, I felt really confident about my tomorrows, my future, right? I was excited because I started to think bigger due to my confidence. And the best thing of all is that I was at peace. Like I I had a peace that I haven't felt. And for those of you who know this verse I'm about to talk about in the Bible it talks about the peace that transcends transcends all understanding like 
I I got that because I had that kind of peace. And then all of this happened and some of that just like went out the window. Um, I'm still thinking big. I'm still excited about my tomorrows. Um, I don't even want to say my confidence. My confidence at one point took a hit, but I think that was more so due to my anxiety. Um, when you're already anxious about your current situation and when you you decide to step out into uncharted territory, such as starting a podcast, starting a new job, which I got a new job this week, y'all. Yay. Um, it only adds to the, the stress and anxiety. So that's part of it. Um, I try not to get political, but our president... <laughs> Let's just say he's not handling this whole pandemic very well. Um, And that's putting it in a very polite way. Um, It's a lot of misinformation. It's a lot of unreliable facts about the virus. There's conflicting information. I mean, they just came out with six new symptoms. My personal opinion, I think this virus is mutating faster than what they can keep up with. Um, also, I think that it may possibly affect people of color differently than white folk. And the only reason why I say that is because I've heard from three or four different people of color who talked about they lost their sense of taste. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, but going back to the matter in hand, so all of this misinformation conflicting information unreliable information it only added to my anxiety because I wasn't sure what to do what not to do I I'm a control freak I'm a type a personality and if I can't control something it freaks me out am I getting better at it yes um but that not knowing really kind of added to my anxiety and 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 you know the whole social distancing thing the washing hands the staying inside all of that was great advice and I did it but again what concerns me is that it seems like they're still not sure how it spreads it's still not sure how it's transmitted um they they added like I just said more symptoms so why does that make me anxious well People in my age range, it seems like, and I'm about to hit 40 this year, are the ones who are dying from it. Um, And some of them don't even show any symptoms of the virus, right? So not only that, they say people who have underlying conditions are at higher risk. I have an underlying health condition. I have asthma. So... When this first came out, it sounded like it was a combination of um, bronchitis and the flu all combined along with some other stuff. And if you already have issues with lungs, with your lungs, that that sounds horrible. It, it, it's just, it's, I, I, it's something that I hope that I don't experience. But not only that, my husband has diabetes and my mother who we live with, she's in her 70s 
So, you know, I'm, I'm concerned, you know, they, they say that people are carriers, um, and they don't even know it. So like, of course now I'm concerned, like, oh my God, what if I'm a carrier that shows no symptoms and, or my husband is a carrier that shows no symptoms and one of us give us to her or my son. And I already lost one parent, right? And I know my mother is going to pass on one day, but the thought of me giving it to her or anyone else in my house that I love, I hope, I'm trying not to get choked up, but it scares me. You know, once you're admitted to the hospital with this thing, you can't have any visitors. And the thought of one of my loved ones dying alone, like especially my mom, that scares the shit out of me. Like it frightens me. And, you know, sometimes I feel guilty for thinking like, oh, my mom might get it and she gonna die alone. I feel guilty for thinking like that. And I, I really do try to replace them with positive thoughts. But again, you know, these are uncertain times and and it has me worried and it adds to my anxiety. Um, going back to what I said about, you know, when the governor shut everything down in PA, my mother and I decided to go to the store to, to stock up on food. And the parking lot, y'all, was full, like full. And there were so many people in the supermarket just grabbing stuff off the shelves. Like there were certain aisles where shelves were empty or damn near close to being empty. And even though like, you know, when you go to the market, you try to save money, you try to get the best deal. I wasn't even concerned about prices. I was just grabbing canned goods, grabbing as much pasta, grabbing things that I knew that were non-perishable items and just shoving them in into the cart, not really worrying about price, right? But that made me anxious about food. So for like two weeks after that, I went to the market a few more times to get more food. So we had so much food at one point that the freezers and the cabinets were just stocked to the brim. But again, I watch too many like apocalyptic movies. So of course I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to turn into the walking dead and we just going to have to be quarantined. They're going to do martial law. This is how my mind works. Y'all I, it, it, it gets, it gets tough sometimes in my mind, but I started to become um, anxious about, are we going to have enough food? Are we going to have enough supplies? Like, we were lucky enough to get Lysol spray and bleach wipes, but like, what if that goes out? So like my anxiety turned from, do we have enough food to do we have enough supplies? And, you know, thankfully we were able to buy some Lysol and bleach wipes and some other stuff. But, you know, again, that fear and that anxiety sets in like, is it enough? Because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Now they're talking about there's going to be uh, food or meat shortages happening. And it, it, yeah, so my anxiety about food and supplies has gotten better because we do go out once a week. We do grab some 
some food. We, we try to get enough to last us. We have enough canned goods. So my fear, my anxiety has relaxed over that. But then there's always that thought in the back of my mind, like, well, what if the power goes out and all the food in the freezer goes to waste, right? Yeah, like I said, sometimes it's not fun being in my head. Um, I'm afraid I'm a contract the virus. Um, I've adopted a few measures to ensure that I won't bring it home and no one else does. So, of course, anytime we go out, we wear gloves. It's mandatory now where we are that we have masks. So I wear gloves and a mask. And then that's where the normalcy kind of stops because (laughs) we live in a ranch, right? So when you walk into our garage, we're in the laundry room. So everyone... (laughs) has to uh, take their clothes off except for their underwear and put them in the dryer. And I dry everyone's clothes on like high heat, including sneakers. Um, If we go food shopping, the plastic bags are taken, they're thrown out and everything, everything gets wiped down with um, bleach wipes and then we disinfect the counters. And It may seem extreme, but I read somewhere that the virus can live on plastic for like either, I think it's a couple days, I think. And I know like my family members is, is getting on my, it's getting on their nerves, but I'd rather us do these measures and be safe, especially since we have underlying health issues and someone who's older at home and make sure that we're doing what we can to keep safe and to reduce the chances of us getting the virus. Right. So moving on. So I'm 39, but you would think that the way that my body is sometimes I'm like a 90 year old. I have a lot of back and hip issues. And the first couple of weeks when this all started the pain was so bad it was hard for me to stand just to cook dinner let alone walk around the store to to get supplies and 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 walk around was was hard bending over and just doing day-to-day activities it was very very excruciating and the pain at that time was getting progressively worse And I try not to take a lot of medication, but that all stopped. Like that went out the window. I started taking some strong medications to help with the pain. Um, And again, like if I wasn't so afraid about contracting the virus, I'd probably go to the hospital because the pain was so bad. Um, Thankfully, I go to a holistic doctor um, and he was able to... um, provide me with supplements that help with inflammation and ever since I've been taking those it's better I still have days where I'm in pain but I think some of that was coming from stress and anxiety I think that was affecting my body but thankfully the last couple of weeks especially um, in April the pain has gotten better Let's talk about being a parent. So as a parent, you want to protect your kids from 
all hurt, harm, and danger, right? And my son is 12, and he's afraid to leave the house. Like, we literally have to force him to get in the car just to go for a ride around town. Um, And he rode his bike literally in a circle in the middle of the street and then came back because he's afraid to catch the virus. You know, he... He's not a news junkie and neither are we. We don't watch the news 24-7. Like we may watch it around dinner time, but that's about it. But he is aware of what's going on. Um, but my son doesn't like to talk about his emotions. So I kind of worry about his mental state. Um, he does see a therapist and thank God for virtual appointments. Um, and I think those sessions help him. We do try to do fun things around the house like we watch marvel movies and he's a lego genius so i've bought him um, a few sets of legos that he completes and he'll sit at the kitchen table and depending on the day he'll be done in like one to three days um he does better with routine so i try to keep a loose schedule in place during the week that keeps him busy Um, He does have his schoolwork, thankfully, that he does. So he is being kept busy throughout the day. But I still want to make sure that he knows that he can talk to us. He can talk to his therapist. Um, You know, he hates the schedule that I give him. But, you know, as long as your mind is being occupied, I think that helps with bringing some of this anxiety that he may be feeling down and you know thankfully due to technology he could talk to his friends um through facetime or through his headset at um not at but with that xbox thing so that helps and he's not sitting in front of the tv all day which which helps and you know i do try to talk to him about what's going on but you know if you have a 12 year old you you know how that goes. Um, I'm an insomniac. It's very hard for me to go to sleep. I actually have to take medication to help me fall asleep and stay asleep. However, when all of this first started going down, it's like my anxiety was not letting the meds do what they were supposed to do. So I would stay up late or just wake up throughout the night. Um, Actually, I'm reading from a post that I wrote um, from my blog. Um, And at the time that I was writing this post, I was up at like five o'clock in the morning because I just I couldn't go to sleep. So it's hard for me to take naps throughout the day. So, you know, not being able to go to sleep, not being able to stay asleep, not being able to take naps. You know, a lot of my day. (laughs) days were spent just being exhausted but again now that things have kind of calmed down a little bit my sleep is a lot better um but at one point my anxiety had me feeling like restless and uneasy most of the days um I tried to get up do things around the house like clean and um you know do puzzles with the family or go for a ride or sit outside for a little bit um if I do you know well and not if I do cook dinner just about every night 
Um, I try to make sure I put on stuff like roasts and like whole chickens, things that I can put in the oven and kind of sit back and relax. But then I have days where I just have to force myself to just not do anything so that I can get some rest. And, you know, thankfully now, like I said, things have calmed down and, and I'm I'm doing a lot better. So my anxiety is better. My depression is better. My sleep is better. Um which is a good thing. But that night that I was talking to you about where I was just up, I couldn't sleep. I just started crying um, because I realized that I wasn't as good as I thought that I was. And everything at that time just seemed to be so overwhelming. But crying actually helped me to release some of what I was feeling. And like I said, the month of April, um, I've been doing a lot better, thankfully. Um, One of the things that I thought was funny was that, you know, I write blogs that offer advice on how to get through tough times and how to seek help, especially dealing with anxiety and depression. And I post a lot of self-care tips and promote ways how to get through certain, you know, circumstances, but it was very hard for me when everything first started going down to take my own advice. Um, But I decided that I needed to take back control of my life and be consistent in doing the things that I promote. And I've been meditating. I take time to rest. Um, I take time to just do things that are calming and it's been helpful. And I'm, I'm grateful to say that, you know, in some ways I'm kind of glad I go through things because it gives me a chance to really apply the things that I have learned through therapy and apply the things that I try to talk to y'all about. So I have been, as of now, taking my own advice. I make sure that I practice self-care. I meditate. I rest. I ask for help if I can't do something or if I'm not able to because sometimes I feel like I get stuck in my anxiety. I'll say, look, today I'm stuck. I can't do it or I may need help doing it. So my message to you is things will get better. You can get better. My father used to say that this too shall pass. And I hold on to that. And one day this will be over. Hopefully soon. But even though these are hard times, And even though your anxiety and depression or other mental struggles may be going through, you may be going through like an episode or something. I just want you to know that if I can get through it and I'm still going through it, you can too. With the proper support, the proper help, the proper self-care tips. Do as much as you can. Is every day going to be perfect? No. Is every day going to be 
sunshine and roses, no. There are going to be some days where it's hard to get out of bed. But you want to know something? You're, you're up, you're alive, you're healthy. Try as much as you can to focus on the positive. Try as much as you can to know that this will pass and that you can get through it. If you go to my blog, fourbrowngirlsblog.com, there are several posts on how to seek help, how to get through loneliness. Um, I recommend that you go view those posts because they do offer help, tips, and offer ways um, to prov- like provide advice on how to get through this. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope I be sent. Sometimes I feel like I'm babbling. This is my second episode. So hopefully I'll get better with time, but don't feel guilty. You know, when you recognize you're in a downward spiral, do, do your best to come out of it. And like I always say, small steps can lead to big results. You know, it'll be okay. You've gone through hard times before and you'll get through this too. So with that being said, Brown Girls, I know it's tough, but we got this. Head over to my blog, fourbrowngirlsblog.com. Go read some of those blogs on how to get through this quarantine. I hope it helps y'all. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And until next week, I will be recording another episode that will be airing on May 6th. So until then, y'all, I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And I'll catch you at another time. Peace. This ends this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave me a review and tell your friends about the podcast as well. Drop me an email at fourbrowngirlsblog at gmail.com for show ideas and content suggestions as long as they pertain to Black women and mental health. Also, don't forget to check out my blog, fourbrowngirlsblog.com. Until next week's episode, stay fine, stay brown, and stay fly, y'all. Peace.